We now begin the third parak of Masecha Sota. This is Parak Gimel Mishnah Aleph three one, and the Mishnah picks up where it left off at the beginning of the second parak with the offering of the Sota's Mincha, this Mincha's Kanaos, this meal offering of jealousies. And uh, we saw before that the flour that's to be used for this meal offering was initially put into a Kfifa Mitzris. I'll translate that loosely as a wicker basket when it's brought. But ultimately, it's going to need to be inside a klishares, a consecrated vessel from the base of Mikdash. We'll translate that loosely speaking now as a silver bowl, but it's a consecrated utensil from the base of Mikdash. Um, so it needs to be transferred from the wicker basket to the silver bowl. And in so doing, when the meal offering itself, when the flour is put into the klishares, this consecrated silver container, so then that invests it with um, the sanctity now, um, so there's no turning back. So that means, just for example, pro- while it was in the wicker basket, if he wants to, he could have, let's say, redeemed it for money and transferred the Kedush onto a coin and put a new um, you know, flower in its place. But once it's gone into the Kisharis, this silver consecrated vessel, so now um, it's invested as a mincha waiting to happen. So that has to be done. So the Mishnah says, Hayanotel es minchasa metoch kfifa mitzris. He would take um, her mincha from within that wicker basket, Venosna letoch kli sharis, and he would put it, the flower, into a kli sharis, a consecrated vessel. Now, who is the he of this Mishnah? So the bartender learns it's the husband, the Baal. His point is, the bartender's point, is that there's no strict requirements for a Kohen to process a mincha um, any stage prior really to um, the, the kamita, the taking of a portion by like a, I'll translate for the moment here as, like a three fingers amount of it, more of that in a moment. Um, <clears throat> but the point is, he, until you take the sample, which will be burned on the Mizbeach, you don't need a Kohen, technically. So that means that the husband can be the one who's transferring from the wicker basket into the silver bowl. That's what the bartender learns. And notwithstanding that, there are, are others, like Tosos, who learn there's a separate, they agree to the principle that for the offering of a Mincha, the Kohen is only required from the Kamitz and onwards. Nevertheless, Tosos learn and there's a separate mitzvah for the Kohen to be the one to transfer from the wicker basket to the, the silver bowl. Whatever the case, that's what they do. Venosna al yada, that silver bowl, Klisharis, is now put back into her hands a second time. And that is for the sake of doing the tanufa, the waving of it. It says, The Kohen puts his hands from beneath her hands. And then um, they will wave the silver bowl that contains uh, this minchas kanos, the meal. Um, the waving of it is learned out from a gezerah shava connection to um, the the um, the shlamin. The shlamin is also waved, um, but that's this is quite unusual. It's not common for menachos to require waving prior to their being offered. And um, what does this waving actually consist of? What does it look like? So it's very similar to kind of like, think of your lulav. Um, basically, you, you move um, the bowl in the six directions. The order, I guess, is probably the same as the order for the for the lulav. Well, I'm not, ser- I'm not certain about that. So basically, it's going to go, you know, in the four directions, north, east, south, west, um, or whatever it will be, and up and down. <coughs> uh, and then... Um, then after that, it's ready to the next stage. Now it's done with his hands, mitachteha. His hands, the Kohen's hands, 
beneath her hands. It's the Kohen and the woman together who are doing the waving. So the bartender learns it's just straightforward. The Kohen puts his hands beneath her hands, and they wave it together, and that's simple. There's a question that's asked, well, how is it that this Kohen is putting his hands on this married woman's hands? Like, how is that? That's not allowed. So the answer is, so the different answers are given. Either it's for a short amount of time, um, so it's too quick for it to be a, an issue, um, or and or the situation is not one that gives rise to impropriety, and or the Kohen chose to do it as an elderly Kohen. Fine. So you have all those those possibilities to minimize like the ostensible impropriety of the Kohen touching her hands. Um, there are, however, others who learn, like, no, n- no way. He's not touching her directly. Rather, essentially, she has her hands, let's say, on the, the rim of the silver bowl, and he has his hands on the bottom of the silver bowl, so they're both holding the bowl together. His hands are beneath her hands, uh, but they're not touching her hands directly. So that's how others learn. Okay, whatever the case is, um, they together do the tenufa, the waving in those six directions of the, uh, the mincha.